Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven Podcast. In today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 6, Episode 18 of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is The Ring, or in the German title is Grandmother's Ring. Our IMDb user synopsis is... Matt ignores at his peril Robbie and Simon's warning not to believe a girl's claim she needs no gift, especially concerning the diamond engagement ring. Eric's solution within budget, industrial imitation, is welcomed even more bitter until an heirloom is passed on. Lucy flew along to Buffalo with Mary to pick up her stuff, but discovers aboard she wants another shot at Ben. After provoking airport security... Lucy gets an instant crush on gallant, hot cop Kevin Kingkirk. She arranges a double date with his brother, who turns out to be none other than Ben, who is, however, most suspicious of record-fickle Mary until Kevin gives the decisive push. What was your first impression of this episode? So, Aaron told me to pay attention, and I didn't know why, and then it happened. It happened! (laughs) I saw Kevin Kingkirk for the first time, and... And you already know what that means. I know. I mean, I feel like if there's anybody out there who's watching Seventh Heaven for the first time as they listen to this podcast, we are sorry because we keep on spoiling everything. Congratulations, though. (laughs) Thank you for listening while you watch along. But if you are a Seventh Heaven fan who is listening to the podcast as like a trip down memory lane, you all will know that Kevin Kinkirk is, as one review we read said Lucy's soulmate yes her um, future husband and usually like uh like the preview images on Amazon or at the very least the summaries on Amazon will give away when like a character like that is introduced like Ben was in I feel like the picture when he was first introduced or like when Robbie's first introduced or Wilson or whatever but Kevin wasn't there and that's why I was not expecting him and then I heard his voice, and I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> well, uh, you're obviously a big Kevin fan. <laughs> I'm not. I already hate him. I prefer his brother, Ben. But um, I will say this. His uh, face is less square. His face is less square. But then, like, his jaw go like, he has a good jaw, but his cheeks are big. Like, he has, like, chipmunk cheeks for his jaw. It doesn't work out. Um, I'm just going to say one thing about Kevin Kinkirk and this Lucy Camden romance. Um, they had, a, like, a really, they set up a really, like, fun way to get Lucy, you know, to meet her soulmate and stuff. Because the second beforehand, I think they had her, like, bad, like, like basically bad dissing. mouthing Yeah, him. insulting him. And, like, then he, like, introduces himself. And I feel like it could have been great if they d- went, like, the em- enemies to friends to lovers Oh, like, round. the building sexual tension yeah. that they hate each other. And then finally they can't resist each other. Right. Or, like, enemies to lovers or something like that, right? But instead they went straight to love at first sight. And I was like, no. No. That, I feel like it was a waste. Because I feel like this show, like, you can get really tropey with stuff like this. And sometimes tropes are fun. And that would have been a fun trope. But we missed it. Boo. Too bad. All right, so let's get into it with the cold open, as we usually do, which opens with Mary and Lucy on a plane en route to Buffalo. We learn that Lucy is the worst. Which, in case we didn't already know that. (laughs) Because she's horrible to the flight attendant. Um, uh, Demanding peanuts, and they're, like, descending to land. 
in the, and like her seat isn't upright like it's supposed to be. She's supposed to have her seatbelt on. And then she's like, well, I'm still waiting for the pillow and the blanket from how like from however many hours ago. But I'm pretty sure the reason that they didn't give it to her because she was being horrible from the beginning. Yes. Um, she says she's high maintenance, which I think is a joke about being in the air. Uh, <laughs> and if it isn't, now it is. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. So they, we, get, we get to, like, the background of why they're going to Buffalo. Mary says she's got to get some things from the colonel and Ruth's house because, you know, she kind of up and left there without anything. Um, and Lucy kind of starts to, I don't know, prod Mary a little bit more. And she finds out that... She, Mary actually is going back to see if she can, like, reunite with Ben. I don't exactly remember how this comes out. Um, And Lucy is like, how dare you bring me on this trip to Buffalo for you to reunite with Ben? Anyway. Wacky plans. Anyway, that's the cold open. And when we, well, we're going to do the, no, we're going to go to Matt's storyline. Yeah, before we return to Mary and Lucy. Yeah. So on the West Coast... Uh, everybody is in wedding mania. Um, so leading up to the wedding, we find out that uh, I think the rabbi and his family are going to pay, like Sarah's family is going to pay for the wedding, as and as and like and it's going to be done by the rabbi. And in exchange for that, um, the rev is allowed to do marriage counseling before the wedding. So leading up to marriage counseling, this is when we have like. The conversation between um, Matt, Simon, and Robbie about like, aren't you scared? But do they little do they know he's already married, so he has nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, um, I don't remember exactly how it comes up, but they start talking about how S- Matt hasn't bought Sarah an engagement ring, which of course makes no sense because they're already married; they were never engaged. Um, but Matt's like, oh, she said she doesn't want one, and. Simon and Robbie are like, oh, you can't believe a woman when she says that. Like, she obviously wants an engagement ring. And Matt's like, oh, whatever. You don't know, like, what's actually going on, like, which they don't. Yeah. Um, So on the way, like, they're in the hallway on their way into marriage counseling. I just want to say that, like, he's literally, uh, like, two doors away. And, like, the Rev's door is open. And they're screaming their heads out about how they're already married. Right. And this this kept happening throughout the last episode and this episode. They were at the house, and Ruthie says it out loud, and I'm like, there are always people in the Camden house. And they're going all around, all, all over Glen Oak, <laughs> talking about how they're married already, and no, nobody seems to catch them. Um, so uh, Sarah asks Matt how he feels about having a big wedding, and Matt's like, it doesn't really matter. We're already married, um, so whatever you want is fine. And Sarah says... Well, that's great, because my mom and I have already been planning for weeks. And Matt's like, well, why did you ask me if you already knew what you were doing? Like, And she says, oh, I asked your opinion, not, like, your permission. Um, so a little bit of tension builds here, because Matt's like, oh, I guess, like, the whole partnership theory. He doesn't feel like he's really being valued in the planning of the wedding. So then she turns around on him, and she's like, well, this is exactly how you, like, you decided that we weren't going to get an engagement ring because we were going to spend that money on books and tuition and food. And he's like, no, we made that decision. And she's like, no, you did, and you just told me. And so this is where I guess we see a fight. 
Um, the re- I think there's, like, some comedic thing going in the background because they're having this conversation, like, right at the Rev's door. And the Rev's like, let's do this inside. I'm a marriage counselor. You started without me. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And, um... It's all very humorous. Yeah. Um, and we kind of get this kind of, like, split... Not scene, but, like, kind of back and forth where, um, Ruthie and Sarah are talking and then we have the Rev and... Matt talking at, like, a pizza place on the promenade. Uh, it's Pete's Pizza? Pete's. I didn't know if it was... It was outside. It's a patio oh, it's of a pat- Pete's. Oh, okay, Pete's patio sense. pizza. So we'll talk about the Ruthie and Sarah scene first. Um, so Ruthie... I get it now, Erin. I know I think I've said this already, but I get why she is our queen, why she is number seven on our seventh heaven rating, and, yeah... It's like she's the only sane person in the world. I feel like we should add Robbie to this, but I know. In the world? (laughs) This fictional character is the only sane person on Earth right now at this moment. I feel like that's a not far-fetched idea. (laughs) She, um, like, basically is like, I don't understand why you're, like, so up in arms about not having a ring if you don't, if you're not, like, you're married already. And she's like, yeah, but I want the ring. And then Ruthie's like, well, do you want the ring or do you want the man? And, like, basically, like, giving, like, hard truths to Sarah here, who is, like... She's like, you already got the man. You don't need the ring. And Ruthie's 11, and Sarah's 10 years older than her, but for some reason, Sarah cannot come to this conclusion herself. And But Ruthie, I think, convinces her, and is like, you don't need the ring. You need him. And, like, then on the other side of it, the Rev is... The Rev is like, well, why didn't you get her a ring? And he's like, I can't afford it. But then the Rev comes up with this, like, Scheme. Master plan. He's a he's the one with the wacky plan. Uh, and this all culminates when both everybody comes home together, like everybody's home together at the same time, and uh, we are in the love den with Sarah and Matt. Where? Where? So we see Matt give Sarah a ring, um, and she looks at it and she's like, "I really can't accept this. You can't afford this. You really didn't have to do this." Which is, like, such bullshit because she was just telling Ruthie about how she really wants a ring. Um, And Matt's like, no, don't worry. I only spent $200 on it. And Sarah's like, oh, my God, it's a fake. This I hate you. And at the same time, in the kitchen, um, the Rev tells Annie, like, oh, don't worry. I solved the ring issue. Um, And Annie freaks out. She's like, no, you can't do that. And as soon as, like, Annie's about to go in to, like, stop Matt from giving her the ring, that's when Sarah and Matt come into the kitchen because Sarah's pissed off. So now Sarah, at first, was, like, had uh, admitted, like, that Ruthie was right and decided she didn't need a ring. But then when she got a ring, she's mad now that it's fake. So Sarah's not doing too well in this episode right now. She's being a little bit of a bitch. We have some, like, man scenes with, um... Men being men. With all... Actually, all the men, except for the Rev. We have Simon, Robbie, the twins, and Matt, where, like, Robbie's like, you should have known better, and then, like, Simon's just parroting him the entire scene, so I don't really get the point. I think they just needed, like, to pay David Gallagher, so they gave him something (laughs) to do. They couldn't have David Gallagher be absent from the episode, (laughs) so... He's arguably, I guess at this point, he's arguably their biggest star. No, Jessica Biel is. <laughs> Jessica Biel is their Biel biggest is star. Jessica talking about. Um, so the Rev's like, oh, we have to fix this. And Annie's like, I have an idea. And while Annie's figuring her shit out, uh, Ruthie and Sarah, Ruthie's back. Ruthie's like, all right, let's do this one more time. 
She's like, it's a fake ring. And, she, and Ruthie with the clap back is She's like. She's like, it's a fake engagement. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I, please. Yeah, come on. And again, Ruthie's like, and I will reiterate, you guys are already married. You don't need a ring. And you got the man. And she's like, maybe you'll listen this time so I don't have to say this over and over again. And Sarah's like, yeah, you're right. And this is when they, like, kiss and make up. Oh, wait, before this happens. But luckily, Annie's to the rescue because Annie's like... I have this ring that belonged to my grandmother, and she gave it to my mother, and then my mother gave it to me, and now I'm going to give it to Matt so Matt can give it to Sarah. It's a family heirloom. So anyway, Annie saves the day with that whole ring. She gives it to Matt. Matt's like, I don't know. This was grandma's, your grandma's ring, so his great-grandmother's ring, and it belonged to his, it belonged to who well we never know what her name was nope the the woman who died in the second episode or the first episode we did learn her name i think we've forgotten it though yeah be very painstaking jenny jenny that's it grandma jenny so anyway annie's like oh grandma jenny would have wanted matt to have this ring so everything's all peachy sarah gets her real real ass ring but then she decides she's gonna wear her fake ass ring because she's like oh this is what you know I, I don't know, when I tell my grandchildren about their grandfather, I can tell them that he, even though he didn't really have that much money, he still went out and got me a ring, and it's like senti- like there's sentimental value to the fake ring. Um, but, we, but Sarah's a fickle bitch, because it took like maybe 30 seconds of Matt being like, but this one, the heirloom, and she's like, yeah, you're right, and then takes it. Yeah. Uh, she can wear them both. And then they like, decide that it's okay if they have a small wedding, just as long as it's family. And then Sarah's like, well, I have 200 family members, so there we go. So it's going to oh, be... Oh, wait. My favorite scene of the episode was um, Witch Ruthie predicting the future. What happened oh, yeah. just, the, just now. Yeah. Simon is like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever get married. And Ruthie's like, nope. You won't. You're going to die alone. <laughs> and then she goes to Robbie, you'll have many marriages. <laughs> So, yeah, so not, she's a, she's a fortune teller, that Ruthie. Yes. She could probably do your tarot card reading, or your tea leaves. I'm in need of this. Or your palm. Palm reading. Palm reading. It's whatever, you know. Whatever, okay. <laughs> uh, so. On the East Coast. On the East Coast. Well, let me tell you. So. <laughs> I actually did appreciate this, because I really liked Lucy getting put in her place. But, um, so, because. I'm going to say because Lucy was the worst on that plane, they purposely lost her baggage, but I'm sure that's not what happened. I don't think that's how airline luggage works. But anyway, so, um, yeah, basically they lose Lucy's luggage. We see Mary and Lucy standing at the baggage claim, looking at the same single bag go around a million times. And Lucy's like, great, now I have to go to the lost luggage counter. Um, Here, watch my purse. She leaves it on the ground. Mary walks away. Um, as you know, if you've ever been to an airport, that you, they tell you you should never leave your luggage unattended because, or take anything from strangers because... Terrorism. Because terrorism. So um, somebody comes along while Mary is absent and takes... Mary's making phone calls. She goes to a payphone and leaves Lucy's bag there, and then she goes back to meet Lucy where the bag had been left, and the bag is gone. So Lucy goes up and asks a security guard, um, and he says, oh, the police took it. I'm just a security guard. You're going to have to take this up with them. And Lucy starts going on a rant about how she's like, 
oh, this makes no sense. My hair dryer and my brushes are, and my makeup, that's not, not a threat to national security. Yeah, it's me. I'm a, like, terrorist mastermind. Okay. I'm an al- like, uh, One second, sorry. She, there's no way she could take in a hair dryer, like, checking. On, yeah, on the, in her, it was, like, in her purse. It was yeah. just, like, a small bag. Right, but even if it was, like, a mini hair dryer, that's still not allowed on the plane like that. Like, you can't carry on a hair dryer. Okay. Can you? I don't think so. I feel like there, it's a fire element. There's like a uh, warm air. Element. I don't know. No, I don't it's think so. It's combustible? I don't, I don't think, think you can. so. You have to plug it in. It's not like a lithium battery or anything. It could be. Yeah. I'm just, I'm skept- skeptical about there being a hairdryer in her you like, can bring carry-on a, you purse. You can bring a hairdryer in a carry-on. I just don't think in this particular carry-on you could because the bag was so small. But anyway. And yeah, so she's like, uh, yeah. And like then, like the uh, as so she's, anyway, she's ranting about how yeah. she's a terrorist mastermind. She's like, I'm an Al Qaeda operative. She's saying all of these inflammatory things that you should never say in an yeah, airport. She's like, this plane is doomed. This airport is doomed. You're doomed. I'm doomed. We're all doomed. And the police officer, well, the security guard's like, okay then. And he calls two other security guards over. And this is when she like she makes more threats. And he's like, I have to search you now. She's like, I won't let you do that. And then he's like, well, you're coming with me then. And so they're detained in like the police station in the airport when Lucy is ranting about how um, she's like, I'd like to meet the pea-brained idiot or whatever who thought that my purse was a threat to national security or something. And then we hear a voice, a man and he's like, oh, well, you're in luck or something to that effect because he is the pea-brained idiot and who took Lucy's bag. Or he's like, I think Lucy said something like, I wonder what his name is. And he's like, my name's Kevin Kid Kirk. And that's when they... They lock eyes and I, fall in love. And I lost my goddamn mind. Yes. So um, he's like, I'm sorry about all this. It's just I had to follow protocol. But I, didn't, but I guess it was like, good because it brought me to this beautiful woman and I was like die. so he's like oh you need to come you and your sister need to come out to dinner okay first of all Kevin Kinkirk this is Ben's brother let's just get that on the table and they look like very similar because they're real life brothers in real life right and does like did Mary not realize what Ben's does she not know Ben's last name because um Kevin is like, oh, you can come out to dinner with me and my brother. Now, Mary has had no contact with Ben, and she's looking for him, and she doesn't know where to find him. Like, And, and she's like, no, I can't go out to dinner with this stranger, Kevin. I need to find Ben. It just makes no sense. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but all no, of these no. things, all of these connections should have been made, and Mary should have been like, oh, this is Ben's brother. Yeah, if not for the last name, then at least for the fact that they actually look alike. Uh, because they're real life brothers, George and Jeff Stultz. I think they could. They might be like fraternal twins. Are they twins? I think they might be twins. Oh, okay. But I'm not confirmed. So. So Lucy like pulls Mary aside, and she's and like convinces her basically that she has to do this. So Mary's like, okay, fine, whatever. But like Kevin only has eyes for Lucy. So apparently they're going out to dinner later. Um, Another surprise that Mary, part of Mary's wacky plan is not to go to Ruth and Colonel's, but to actually stay in Wilson's old apartment. So they get to this apartment and the the landlady is there and she's going on about how she turned on all the utilities, how she's like, I don't know, cleaned, put some food in the fridge for them just for like a few to hold them over until they have time to go grocery shopping, all this stuff. And Lucy is like, 
wow, that's so kind of you. We're just staying for a few days. And the landlady makes a face at Mary and Mary makes a face at her. And then somehow they get Lucy to leave the room. They, they tell Lucy to shower. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they do. Um, so Lucy goes to shower and Mary's like, don't worry, I am staying. Like, my family just doesn't know yet, but I'm planning on living in Buffalo. So we find out Mary's wacky plan is to take over Wilson's old apartment. Yeah, and we we learn from this and from a previous scene where she seems to know a lot about airports that, like, I think she says something like, that's not the way you're supposed to talk to uh, airport security. You know, this is their protocol. This is what they have to do. And Lucy's like, how do you know? And she kind of just shrugs that there's something more going on. And, like, we think that there's a double lie here. So not only is she lying about the fact that she was picking up things from the roof and kernels, but now she's also lying about the fact that she's actually here for Ben. What is she really here for? We'll soon find out. Um, so we get to dinner, and Kevin is like, oh, you look great. Also, hi to, to Mary. <laughs> he just keeps on, like, putting, pushing Mary aside. And this is when... Kara and he's Kevin, like, this is my brother, Ben. And he's like, Ben, this is Lucy's sister. I don't remember her name. <laughs> and Ben's like, it's Mary. And they kind of pull each other aside, and Ben's like, you can't be here for me. I told you we were done. She's like, and he, like, I'm not here for you. you. This whole dinner scene, everything between Mary and Ben was very much like a soap opera. Yeah. And Mary's like, I'm over Wilson. I'm over Robbie, but I'm not here for you. I'm here for myself. And she's like, well, it doesn't matter anyway, because I have a girlfriend. <laughs> and then, like, while they're at dinner, and Kevin and, like, Lucy are all, like, you know, in love. Oh, they could have done this so well. I've done this so much better. Anyway. Well, they only had like a few days because it's like I they know. have to fall immediately in love because they live on different sides of the country. But they could have done that. If they did this like correctly, they could have had Lucy like visiting a lot or something. And then like every time having to run into this stupid Kevin guy until like. I feel like you'd have much. to put Ben and Mary together in the long term, though, to oh, get I that guess. to happen. Oh, are they not doing that? That's sad. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Erin. Um, so, anyway, back to actual things that happened in this episode and not things that I'm making up in my head. Uh, while at dinner, I think, like, basically Mary's like, I think I'm going to go. And, well, she, like, they get, Mary and Ben kind of get into it. Where Mary's like, you, look, you need to take a risk. I know you still care about me. Like, we learn that Ben doesn't really have a girlfriend, that he all he does is talk about Mary all the time, so he's clearly not over her. And Mary's like, I know you care about me. I know that you have feelings for me. You just are afraid I'm going to hurt you. Um, but you need to take a risk because, you know, I'm I'm here. Like, I'm ready and stuff. And he's like, but you're so, you know, you've not, you have no purpose in life. You don't have any, like, goals and... You do, like, you're a police officer one week, and then you're a firefighter. So what now? And she leaves, and Kevin goes, don't let her slip away. And then they have this dramatic scene in front of the restaurant where I don't even know what's said. He's just like, Mary's like, I'm going to be a flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, they, like, they gave each other a chance, and the next thing we know... well, They're in Mary's new apartment Yeah, on the couch. And there's lots of... Tongue action. Jessica Beale's just moving her tongue around to try to seduce Ben. And lip biting and like, you know, taking it medium instead of slow or fast. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Whatever. They're like at each other's throats, but in like a hot way. <laughs> Not like in a 
<laughs> mall. I don't know. Whatever. I, can't, I don't know what I'm saying, obviously. Uh, at, back at the restaurant, Kevin and Lucy also kiss. And that's when he goes, check, please. <laughs> and the waiter turns around and gives him this very strange wave. And that does not happen in restaurants, guys. No. And don't yell at your server like that. Yeah, this episode was a lot filled with a lot of like abuse to people that people in the service industry. Yeah, or, yeah. that's probably why Lucy and Kevin are made for each other. Yeah, <laughs> you're onto something there. Oh, bye. Uh, um, anyway, then like Mary and Ben say their goodbye. They go to the door and they open the door, and who's there but Kevin and Lucy just making out, and they have to like pry themselves pry them apart. Up. Yeah. And uh, the next morning, you know, Lucy's just, like, really thankful to Mary for bringing her here and how, like, her and Kevin are going to stay in touch. <laughs> in what reality will that ever happen? <laughs> they should have just, you know, had sex when they had the chance. Um, and or gotten married like Matt has. Yeah, they should have <laughs> just gotten married on the spot. That's the new trend. So, um, and this is when Mary breaks the news. She's like, I've been hired as a flight attendant who's based off of Buffalo for JetBlue. And um, once my training's done, I can fly back and forth between Buffalo and Glen Oak, and also I'll be able to cl- take classes while I'm there. But like I'm being a flight attendant, this is my new thing. And she's and Lucy, I th- actually like this is a nice sweet moment because like Lucy smiles big and wide. She's like, okay, well, good luck. And it's up to Lucy to break the news to the cam rents, which is what she does at the airport. Yeah. And they're kind of left in shock, and that's the end of the episode. Yep. So, That's it. Yeah, so I think we've, well, like, we're obviously nearing the end of season six, clearly. We're on, this was episode 18. Yep, only four left. But we've now had the return of Ben, the introduction of Kevin, the, like, introduction of a brand new storyline for Mary. So I'm thankful now that this whole Robbie bullshit is done. A new storyline for Lucy, <laughs> the Robbie bullshit is done. And the wedding is well in the works. I still don't understand how nobody knows that they're actually married, other than Ruthie. Like, when will that happen? Why are they stretching this out way longer than it should be? If they were going to do this, this is what I said to Aaron while we were watching the episode, they should have just, like, let them get engaged the first night and have, like, the wedding at the end of the season, like a normal show, instead of, like, having them get married and then having this farce. Okay, I'm done with my rant. Anyway. What would you rate this? Um, I like this episode. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Um... I think for sheer reaction, reactionary purposes, I'm all going to give it a five. It got the most reaction out of me, so there's that. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you want to find out how season six is going to end, you can continue listening to us and with new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday, and you can get those at soundcloud.com slash camdencast on the Apple iTunes podcast app or on Stitcher. Um, and you can keep up with us on social media. Um, our Twitter and Instagram handle is at CamdenCast Show. And our Facebook is Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi, and this is CamdenCast. <laughs>